hear in his lyrics is a total stripped down lack of pretense, say it like it really is with depth that I don't find even in, you know, a lot of poetry um, sometimes. I mean, I, I really do consider him to be a poet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Listing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today is an episode that was a long time coming. Uh, we have a local uh, fan joining us. Barbie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. You're right, a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, we've been playing phone tag and scheduling and fighting colds and family visits and just it's been crazy but hey we're here now so i'm excited me too me too i'm hoping your fans will think uh <clears throat> this is just my brenda vaccaro impression or something oh, gravelly like gotta, <laughs> gotta love that hey uh so uh, tell us a little about yourself okay well i live here in dallas as i know you do too i was Mostly raised here. I came here um, uh, when I started elementary school, but my family hails from the East Coast, so we always always wonder if that's had any influence on me. Um, I teach clinical research, um, so I'm I'm definitely not a musician, but I'm a musician's fan for sure. Um, and I'm what sorry. Else? What did you? Uh, what do you teach? Clinical research education. I do. I'm a nurse by training. But okay. I uh, work t at teaching clinical research, uh, how to conduct clinical research trials. Very nice. That's that's um, that's interesting. You know, um, I, I talk about this a lot at my work, and you would think, why would you talk about clinical research a lot at your job? But um, I run a call center, and when we're in having issues, like if we're not getting our phones answered quick enough or We've got a lot of cases. We kind of throw everything at the kitchen sink at it. You know, we will yeah. offer overtime. We'll do different work. We'll try different things. And our often our boss will come back and go, well, things are better. What worked? And I said, well, if we were doing this right, we would do one thing, track to see how it does, then go back. And then, you know, try, and then we would track a different thing, and then we'd go back. I said, and then we could know what affected it the most. But I said, we don't have time for that. We just want to fix the problem. So we just kind of make a lot of changes, and we hope that some of it sticks. And so and they usually nod their head and they go, oh, I get it, because it's a very unscientific way. I was going to uh, say, avoiding scientific method at all costs. Right? Exactly right. We're just trying to get that. So, But I always think of that, that, you know, it if you had the time, it would be interesting. Okay, well, what happens if we just, you know, uh, update our, our schedule without any overtime? How much gain would we get? But, um, you know, the reality is you want to try to get things as quickly as, 
as good as possible. Um, how did incremental you incremental change yeah. is nice if you have the have the time. For yeah. Uh, how <laughs> did you get into this kind of work, Barbie? Um, well, I became a nurse um, many years ago, um, and uh, my brother actually was a physician at the time um, here at UT Southwestern Parkland Hospital and uh, did a lot of research, and he happened to tell me about what a research coordinator, which was my job at the time, did, and it seemed to be a good marriage between I was an English major at one time, my nursing degree, and then my somewhat desire to, on, in another life, if I had all the time in the world, um, go into, you know, both writing and um, even a little bit of the legal, because you do, deal a lot with regulatory requirements when you're in research. So um, I tried it, and I, you know, I loved it. I've done a lot of nursing, and I've done ER and hospice and, and things like that. So it does blend a lot of things, but it it definitely speaks to a lot of my other talents and desires. So I, I like it. You still get to have an influence on people and um, in, in a good way. And yet, uh, I'm not always I, on the hospital floor. <laughs> yeah, and I work I in the graveyard. <laughs> yeah, and and you. But what's nice though is right. You still are helping people. It yeah. in that I I can tell already that would be important for you so yeah, very rewarding um so we always like to go to the beginning uh talk about you already mentioned you're born in the east coast but you grew up mostly here talk about growing up what kind of music did your family listen to when you were a child and as you grew up so we weren't one of those households that had music on in the background all the time like i know some some folks got to have that but i definitely knew of certain um, people that my parents loved. And my parents were a lot older generation than, than, than many. I'm not going to give my generation away. But uh, my dad, coming from uh, New Jersey, <laughs> he loved Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and, you know, a lot of, of that uh, type of music. And my mom was a not a real musically um, – driven person, but when Tom Jones or Elvis was around, <laughs> that was her thing. So, um, you know, my musical upbringing did not lead to my musical fandom. <laughs> okay. uh, they were just not that much of an influence. Probably, if I was honest, I think my older brother, thinking that, you know, he was cooler than me, was more of an influence. He was five, six years, I had one brother five years older and one brother six years older. And this is in the 70s, you know, mm -hmm. and the great, you know, a lot of great artists that came out then. But I was a lot younger. Five years can be so much at that age. Um, and I just looked up to them and thought they, they just had the best taste. So I kind of put it to that a bit. So what I find wonderful is this is a common theme um, on Set Lessing Bruce. Um, often your parents do influence you, but more and more, uh, more often when I talk to people, um, being siblings influences you. If you're the mm -hmm. oldest, you end up influencing your younger siblings. If you're a younger sibling, you either embrace the music from your older siblings or sometimes you actually rebel and, and try to do something different than them. So mm -hmm. um, that's actually a fairly... Um, common story that you know and and i always think of that scene 
in Almost Famous where um, the you know the guy um, his sister leaves and she yes. leaves him all that albums and there's you know Pet Sounds and all these albums uh-huh. and so I always think of that scene when you talk about it and um, I I know that um, you know you're right when you're when you're seeing an older brother or sister and and you know they're what they're doing often is considered cool and I want to do that. And so that influences you. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. When do you think you kind of developed your own musical taste? Uh, well, I've always been a little bit wide range. Um, besides the absoluteness of Bruce, of course, I can remember at 13 being a big, huge Barbra Streisand fan, for instance. But by the time I was in high school, which is kind of doesn't really match up necessarily here, although she's sort of East Coast. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, by the time I got in high school, well, I, I should also mention, and I know you've actually met some of them, most of my high school friends had garage bands, and that was also a huge influence as well on our musical taste. You know, everybody wanted to be in a garage band back then. And uh, some of them actually are in bands that you've uh, interviewed. <laughs> yes. And yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know if you want to tell your viewers what I'm talking about there. No, but... no, no. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so <laughs> uh, Dallas has its own uh, Springsteen tribute band, Thunder Road. And uh, the guys were nice enough one night to let me attend rehearsal. And then afterwards, uh, we rolled tape. And we just talked, and, and it was a great conversation. Um, if you haven't gone, you should go back and listen to this uh, because many of them just shared, you know, Bruce's music. Um, you know, they share stories of fighting depression, um, of how his music helped them. Um, there's, you know, um, there is a yeah. nitty-gritty dirt song about – brothers, partners, and friends. And in this band, it really is that. Um, it is. We've you know, got two sets of brothers and uh, lots of friends. Yeah. And yeah, so, absolutely. yeah, so they were, um, so yeah, it was nice enough to have them on the show. And it, it felt really cool. Um, you know, uh, Pete has just been really nice to me and supportive and uh, just the whole band has been great. And so I was really, I had a blast going to rehearsal and then just letting them, just you know, we just turned on the mic and talked. And it was a blast. Did you go up to Engine Tech? Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when they came together, I, I tell you, like I said, a lot of my friends are in various local bands right now, a couple of them tribute bands as well. And they intermingle like, um, you know, Rich, for instance, that's in Thunder Road and sings lead, uh, is also in a Pretenders tribute band that a couple of the other guys in, in the Thunder Road also participated. And they just sort of mix and match for some of this fun stuff. And when we heard that they were going to form the Springsteen tribute band, one of my other friends who's in a band said, that's it. I guess you're never going to come to my shows anymore. That's <laughs> it. I've lost you. And, uh, and when they first started practicing before they ever did um, a gig at all, um, they invited me to come up there to Engine Tech. They knew, I mean, everybody around here knows my absolute fandom. Right. And <laughs> so they said, hey, you know, come in. We, we want to hear from you. We you know, we get your input and see what you think. And Rich could probably tell you there was a story of a song that he was singing. And I was like, 
Okay, Rich, but you need to realize this song right now that you're doing is a song that saves some people from the brink. I mean, they're getting off the ledge because of this song. And she's like, okay, yep, she's passionate. And he's really become even more immersed in Bruce's music um, through the experience of even doing the tribute band, which is really, really cool. But yeah. So those are my my friends. Absolutely. You know, what I, I love, Barbie, is many of them had never seen Bruce perform live. So right. When he I came... didn't know if I should tell that on No, no, no. Yeah, we can. Uh, they had shared that. So, um, you know, and when he came here on the River Tour, the, the second River Tour, you know, they mm-hmm. went. But um, one of the things that I love about them, not only are they great guys, and they're great mm-hmm. musicians, but, um, you know, you'll hear them talk about that um, they, they kind of mix it up. They're like, okay, we know we have to do certain songs that everyone knows, like from Born in the USA, but then they also throw in um, a, a more obscure cover, you know, obscure Springsteen song that to a hard – fan is not obscure but to the casual person that just happens to be at Tolbert's or or hat tricks or wherever they're playing mm-hmm. wouldn't know mm-hmm. and so they do a great job of mixing up the set um, and you know one of the things that um, Pete and the other guys will say oh yeah we should learn that one oh we should learn that one why don't we do better days and and why don't we do this you know oh uh, yeah and then they'll usually say barbie we got one for you yeah (laughs) Uh, so they played also a a milestone birthday of mine um for me and at the end they you know they had their set list that they decided to do for the night but then at the end joe gave me the chance to, you know, they called them Barbie picks, you know, because yeah. um, it was my birthday. And um, I think, you know, it, it was funny. I saw Joe light up because I picked obscure things and he was yeah. thrilled because he and I are, you know, we're definitely, I'd say probably the more obsessive about it. They all love Bruce, but, you know, Joe and I could talk hours on end for sure. Yeah. It, yeah. It, they are. And so I think it's hilarious that um, it, my wife's brother, Ralph, um, is probably f- six, seven years older than we are. I just turned 60 this summer. So I graduated 77, high school in 77. And so he just retired. He's like 66, 67. And um, he grew up in Lake Charles, Louisiana in, in a garage band. I mean, you know, he played it and that's what he made his money right in high school and when his first years of college. And um, he always tells the story that Linda's dad made him pay taxes on his money. He says, I'm the only 17 year old uh, drummer on a band <laughs> that's having to pay taxes. Um, that's funny. Responsibility yeah. begins now. Yeah. Um, but um, I always use him as an example uh, because people will go, um, you know, why do you podcast Jesse? And, and what, what, what is it about it? And, and, and I certainly would love more people to download the show. I, because I believe people have stories and I want to share them, but Ralph told us and Barbie, I think you'll get this. He said, if he had his way, he would take a bunch of his buddies and they would go to an abandoned barn, 
and they would play three or four hours on a Sunday. Not for anyone, just to play. And I right? And and I said, and that's kind of, you know, the bottom line is the conversation I'm having with you is is a goal in itself. Now, we hope people will enjoy it, and I hope people download it. And overall, I think people have. But the reality is I just love finding Springsteen fans, whether they're here in Dallas or in Russia or in Australia or Jersey, and just talking the story. Or Sweden. Yes. Yes, we That's did. That's a segue into my Lizette story. Yes. Tell me your Lizette story. <laughs> so I was, I was uh, checking out your podcast trying to – uh, learn more about what to expect and came across that one. And Lizette and I stood next to each other. That picture that you posted of her at the Bruce on Broadway, mm-hmm. we stood in that rainy, cold place waiting for Bruce next to each other for probably three, four hours at least. Um, and I do believe he would have kissed me if he hadn't recognized Lizette, and, <laughs> and she's so pretty and young and you know gorgeous and all that good stuff. But not yeah, that you're so bitter, but you know. not that I'm bitter. No, it's a funny thing. You can tell I'm not an introvert at all, and I'm not yeah. quiet. Yeah. But it was the weirdest thing when he showed up. Everybody had been saying, you know, now stay back, don't you know, crowd in. You know, the security was trying to give us uh, orders on what to do and what not to do, and. You know, and so I was trying to be a good little rule follower. And about the time he showed up, of course, you know, the crushing fans from behind who didn't wait in the cold for four hours, you know, come up. And there is in the video, I'll I'll send it to you privately. There is a video of um, that exchange going on that um, a lady next to Lizette took. And you see him go by me and you can hear inaudibly me go, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I could get out. That's it. I mean, nothing else would come out. And, you know, unfortunately, he, you know, somebody put a pink Cadillac in front of my face and he signed that instead. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I met Lizette there. And I think that's really, um, I mean, I have some friendships now. I mean, true friendships that all began because of, because of a Springsteen concert. I was at the long run at Giant Stadium and uh, to see him and the hotel I was staying in with my brother. My brother went on that one with me. We actually did a whole um, trip to Mecca. We went to Asbury Park and, you know, did the whole bit. Um, and saw. And then I saw him at Giant Stadium for two nights in a row. Met Joe Krusecki, too, by the way. And um, anyway, so this girl was in the hotel lobby. We, you know, spotted each other because we're wearing fan T-shirts. Actually, she had a, a fan when I always make a T-shirt for every show I go to. Um, and mine said, you know, things about paying the cost to see the boss giant stadium or bust. <laughs> oh, um, nice. <laughs> and so she's like, Hey, are you going? Yeah, we're going to her and her husband. And said, I want to share a cab. And on the way, you know, over there, you know, we, we got to chatting and obviously our seats weren't next to each other, but as soon as it was over, we said, well, we'll share a cab going back too. we'll meet right here. And as soon as it was over, literally she was probably 50 feet away from me as we rounded the corner to where we were supposed to meet, and we saw each other. We were running to each other, crying and hugging each other. And needless to say, I've met her family in Philly. She then moved to Florida. I've flown to Florida to go see him there. She's flown to Dallas to see him here. I mean, that's the beginning of a friendship right there, just because of that common bond. Uh, so I think that's really kind of another cool thing. 
about uh, Bruce fans. I, I totally agree. Um, Barbie, so much to unpack there. Uh, I want to, <laughs> I, I want to start out with though. Pete what, told you you might need more time. With no, me no, that's, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, what, tell me, how did you first find Bruce? So I remember the river, I think probably as my first, you know, mid in the mid seventies, my first exposure. Um, so definitely I was in long before the born in the USA mm-hmm. hit. Um, I didn't get to go to any concerts. I had very strict parents, very protective parents, I should say. And so I, you know, I didn't get to go to any concerts to be honest. And so um, had barely gotten out of the house, but Born in the USA is the first concert I ever went to. But I was already hooked on his music, pretty, pretty big. Um, by the time I graduated high school, which I'll admit was in 1980, um, which is when you uh, start dating your wife. I heard that is exactly um, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, so it kind of began there, um, and then you know I, I I can tell you another funny little anecdote. I was a young mother, you know, I had my, all of my kids very young and my daughter will tell people first, she'll refer to Bruce as her, you know, her other dad that, you know, doesn't know she's his daughter, Uh, but but she is a little tricky one, that one mischievous one. And she figured out when she was probably six or seven and it lasted all through high school that if mom was upset with her for anything, all she had to go do was put Bruce on. And I forget that I was mad. (laughs) <laughs> so she would manipulate me by, you know, getting that going and me dancing. And uh, so, and we still, she calls me as soon as uh, uh, the Merry Christmas baby, first time she hears it on the radio, she goes, okay, mom, it's Christmas now. It's official. So, you know, he was a part of my children's lives. Probably one of them in, in a way that she, <laughs> no, I, I, should, I should explain. No, no, I, <laughs> I love that. You hanging. No, no. I, I actually I, nursed my second child in the August heat to get the tickets to see born in the USA, you know, I, I love that. Um, it, Irresponsible motherhood. No, but a great no, fan. no. Um, so I took Chris, we stood in line uh, when he was a baby. Uh, Jimmy Stewart was here signing a collection of his poems and we stood in line wow. to get an autographed book. Um, I stood in line, um, the, um, Dixie Carter, who was, um, oh, yeah. yeah, from, uh, designing women. Yeah. Um, she was signing, um, a book or something. She was making an appearance and he and I went and like, you have a beautiful baby. And I said, Hey, yeah, that's, you know, a TV star said my son is beautiful. It's good. <laughs> and so yeah, I, I, I totally get that. Um, Chris, who's now 30. Uh, we used to go to see uh, Sarah Hickman and Brave Combo a lot. That was, you know, the oh, local Brave bands Combo. we saw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and you know, Chris would be Disney nine. And... Yeah, and Chris would be at Combo nine or Combo. ten, going, "Dad, it's always a good time to polka." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And the first oh, time, yeah, I, I definitely being in North Dallas yeah. area, Brave Combo was certainly a big part of our yes. lives too. Um, and the other thing, like when he would see a tent of people selling uh, Christmas trees, he'd um, brave combo because he had seen like at Czech Fest or, you know, these 
things. And that was his first thought when he saw a tent when he was young enough. So um, I think that just shows us that we're good parents. Right? That's true. That's true. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, as much as probably they thought, well, she's a little obsessed, I will tell you the first time each of them, my daughters, my son hasn't gone with me yet, but my daughters only recently, my one daughter got to see him at MGM with me. Um, it was the one that just got snowed out, iced out, and then they right. had to reschedule it. Um, and so my oldest daughter went to that with me and totally totally loved it. The middle one wanted to be a little pessimistic mm-hmm. and she and I went to see him in Chicago and she was like within minutes of him going, going, Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Like the energy and totally got it from then on. She's like, yep, I'm not going to give you a hard time anymore ever again. And she's the one that had to be nursed in line for eight hours trying to get, you know, back then, remember Ticketmaster, yeah, you had exactly. to line outside Dillard's and, right. you know, or sleep there or something the night before. I didn't do that, though. I wasn't that bad of a mom. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the thing you do. You got to do what you got to do. So when when Bruce was playing in Oklahoma City, and listeners skipped through this, I know you've heard the story, but, um, you know, I had said, hey, Chris, do you want to go see Bruce? And he's like, yeah, that'll be a fun son-dad trip, right? So we got in the car, we drove to Oklahoma City, um, and uh, we we met up with a few people beforehand, and then we got our tickets, and and we were listening, and um, you know, and he seemed to really enjoy the show, and then um, afterwards, I'm like, well, do you want to go to a bar or something? I was, I'm just really tired, Dad. Let's just go to bed. I'm like, okay, and uh, so we're in the car driving home, and I I hit record. And he just started talking. He's like, you know, he doesn't play. Like, if you you need to be ready because when one song <laughs> ends, he like immediately one, two, three counts it. And I said, yeah. And he says, and I tell you what, the Cowboys need to sign. The Cowboys receivers need to catch the ball as good as whoever catches his guitar because that guy <laughs> never missed. You know? Oh, that's awesome. He it, figured it out. It's such a yeah. high energy. Yeah. He was, he was spent by the end of it. it he, was. Like. he was. He yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. So then, oh, well. and then when <laughs> we got an opportunity to go, um, when they came back and they were going to do uh, MetLife, you know, he had those two yes. shows and then three. So we had the middle show. And so Chris, like, yes, I'm going with you. And, you know, we flew up. We stayed with a wonderful fan. Um, you know, Linda's, my wife's a little weird about this. Like, do you trust these people? And I'm like, they're trusting us. It's it's a Bruce thing, Linda. It's, <laughs> it's just, a Bruce yeah. thing. Yeah. And so. You wouldn't um, understand. I have a that teacher, too. It's a Bruce thing. You yeah. wouldn't understand. <laughs> and so, you know, we went. And, uh, you know, at that time, it was the longest shows, one of the longest shows ever, four hours. Yeah. And. And, you know, and he still talks about that. He says, one, that was really good popcorn. They had good popcorn there. And he talked about it. And so at first he's like, I, I really like the song where he, because right afterwards he didn't know. And because I offered to kind of set him up. He goes, no, 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 I want to go cold. So he says, you know the song where um, he crowd surfs? I really like that song. <laughs> 
You know, uh, it's hungry heart. And then he's like, yeah. and then and then the song about, um, you know, on Monday you're ready, looking forward to Friday. He said, "There, there's <laughs> never been a song that's more true. All of us on Monday oh, wow. morning are thinking about Friday, and so then, um, and then tougher than the rest became um, he and his girlfriend's song. So, um, and he just loves my hometown. Like if if he too. has a little too much to drink, and the Cowboys break his heart, he will just go." on YouTube, on the TV, and play My Hometown, and, like, crying into his beer. <laughs> and I'm like, Aww. it's okay, Chris, it's okay. So um, we're all planning, like, okay, if we're lucky enough to get a tour 2020, you know, we're going as a family. We've got to go. But so, I hear is on. I mean, yeah. I, I know we don't know details, but yeah. certainly that's all the buzz is it's going to happen. Yeah. And um, I've... I'm remarried now to someone that hasn't been around during much of the Bruce touring yeah. in my life. Uh, but I, you know, I did give him fair warning during the dating time that, Hey, just so you know, I've got this thing for Bruce that, and if the tour goes on, I, I've always managed to make at least four shows right. per tour. And so get ready for it, you know? <laughs> and what I, um, was it Fever Pitch, the song, the movie about um, Jimmy Fallon was obsessed with the Red Sox? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and like she met him off season, Drew Barrymore, and then Jimmy Fallon. I, I kind of think that I'm thinking of that right mm-hmm. now, right? Like, yeah, it, it's just like that. <laughs> he Absolutely. met you, you know, like, okay, you're 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 flying to New York to see a Broadway show? Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, of course I am. <laughs> Um, now he's a drummer, so at least he kind of gets it. He is yes. a, a drummer, so at least there's a little bit of that in him already. You know, yeah, I, yeah I, absolutely. I did see that on your uh, Twitter profile. That, um, yeah, <laughs> drummer's um, wife. Yes. Did um, can you? And this is hard to say, Barbie, but can you? What about Bruce spoke to you? Can you articulate it? I think. Yeah, I think that what I hear in his lyrics is a total stripped down lack of pretense, say it like it really is, with depth that I don't find even in, you know, a lot of poetry um, sometimes. I mean, I, I really do consider him to be a poet. Sure. and But, you know, but he does it in such a amazing use of words and stripped down way that that really gets me kind of in a more raw uh emotion and i think that's it i mean no matter what the song is if it's happy it is over the joyful happiness you feel it every bit of it if it's looking at social injustice man it makes sense he can he can just really articulate things that mirror my emotions about many many things um and so other than the one about the hooker um <laughs> sorry i had to say that but um yeah it's it's that he's honest, unapologetic to an extent, and, you know, just puts it all out there for, and he, and he does it night after night after night, too. It does mm-hmm. it in his performances. He does it in his writing. Um, he, you know, he just really speaks to me. Sure. Um, yeah. So I always like to preface this. I do not believe the amount of times you've seen 
Bruce perform is a fair barometer of how big of a fan you are. Uh, because growing up in Dallas, you don't have as the opportunity of someone growing up in the East Coast. If you're, um, you know, not our age, you let's say you're 18 or 20, you know, you right, didn't have as right. many chances you're to see him. Started. Yeah, it is. So, but for the record, do you know how many times you've seen him perform live? To the best of my recollection, because I don't have all of my subs, but I do have several, um, we've added up somewhere around 40. Okay. So you should go to my boss time, right? Do you know yeah. about that? Yeah, I vaguely. Fill me in. Okay. So, yeah. So there is a website called mybosstime.com, and if you go there, they have every tour Bruce has ever had. Oh yes, 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 and so I have seen that. That's okay. what helped me figure out some of right. these. Right. Yes. Like, so yes, that? if you set this up and you, it's a free account. It will give you your statistics of what songs you've heard, what songs <laughs> you've heard most, uh, what oh, are your okay. rarities. So it's free to log in. It's a labor of love for him, um, and you know, it's just it's 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 really cool. Like the one I've seen him fifteen times, and. Every uh, the one song I've heard every show is the Rising. Really, it just so happens because I, I my first show was 2002 oh, when he was here, you know. Yeah. Um. So, um, and so, and I kind of think that's kind of cool. That's the one song, not Born to Run, you know, mm -hmm. not Dancing in the Dark, and I love both songs, but you know, to hear it, the Rising is kind of cool. Um. So yeah, well, that's a fabulous song. I mean, yeah, just exactly. Can't you can't help but choke up every time you hear it. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about this unique shirt for each show. How did that <laughs> tradition start? Probably because I was broke. Uh, no. Um. Okay. Yeah i I just thought it'd be fun, and I kind of tend to be crafty, and okay. So I started thinking through, you know, what could I do different, and it just became sort of a thing. Sure. For me, uh, I was, like I have one of him in his cowboy getup, you know, and I put on it. You know, my heroes have always been cowboys and um, so various, you know, just cute yeah. things to say. And it, it's often something that gets us talking at a concert. You know, someone's sure. like, wait a minute, where'd you get that? You know, so well, I made this one. Uh, I had one, you know, for the I'll work for your love, you know, but I made it all work for his love. Uh, just silly little things. Nothing too uniquely clever, but, you know, just for fun. Um, do you still have them all? I have um, a few, yes. Okay. I think I still have the, the Cowboys one. I have the uh, Springsteen or Bus, or mm -hmm. Giant Stadium or Bus. Yeah. Uh, um, strategically placed, I should say, for the PG yeah. viewers. <laughs> just for fun. Because yeah. I, I was, um, you know, there are services that will take your T-shirts and make a quilt. And uh, so I was thinking if you had uh, yeah, all, that would, that would be a fun kind of memorabilia of all your trips. Um, so what's funny is I yeah. buy a concert T-shirt and I've never worn a single one of them. Really? That That's actually, come to think of it, I remember that sort of was part of it. I wanted to wear a shirt. But I'm. I like to. I just want to keep them 
nice. And so I was like, well, I can't wear this one because then I won't have it possibly. And right. Yeah. That started it too. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Like, okay, Barbie. (laughs) No, no, no. I, I, I get that. Um, you know, it's kind of like, um, people collecting action figures, right? Mm-hmm. You need it to be, uh, mint. So yeah. that's, you know, and cause, cause one day you will want to have somebody take all your concert shows and make, you know, maybe right. make a quilt out of it. So, um, have you seen the tribute band, the national touring one when they come over here to the Arboretum? No, I missed that. It, I had the, a the... conflict. Yeah. So um, I've been I go pretty much every year to that too when they yeah. when they show up it's kind of a tradition with my brother-in-law and one year um, and, you know the guy recognizes me and you know now it's starting to be like I'm his groupie he thinks uh, or I may be sorry if you're listening um, but <laughs> but one year he just kind of lost his sense of the words he was singing and you could tell he just sort of started stumbling a little bit and he looked over at me and I was mouthing him he goes. Get up here, Barbie. Come help me. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> so like, okay, I can do this because, as you know, I, I gladly take the stage with Thunder Road whenever they offer me the tambourine. Sure. Um, what I what I love about that is you knowing the words, but um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've told this on the air or not. But um, I was at Dragon Con this past Labor Day, and yeah. uh, so. Uh, Dragon Con's a big science fiction fantasy uh, show that's in Atlanta. It's held over Labor Day weekend. And um, I was at dinner um, Friday night with some friends. And it was um, Emily is uh, the girlfriend of one of my best friends, Tom. And we only see each other once or twice a year. But we had met over comics and we just have – the same way you've talked about, we've bonded. Mm-hmm. And so now then when we see each other, it's, it's like we saw each other just yesterday. And, um, yeah. so, um, so she was talking and she's like, um, you know, one of my friends, um, one of my girlfriend's brother or, you know, someone went to school with, um, Bruce's brother. And I'm like, yeah. um, he, he doesn't have a brother. Mm, he has, yeah, I'm like, he really? Has, he, has, he has two sisters. He has an older sister and a younger sister. She goes, I could have swore. And then after a few minutes, she goes, no, no, it's Bon Jovi's brother. I'm like, oh. okay, yeah. But, <laughs> That's a Jersey guy. <laughs> yeah, what Tom got a kick out of it, he said, years ago on Saturday Night Live, there was a skit where William Shatner was at a convention and someone said, um, well, how many, how many horses do you have at your farm, Mr. Shatner? And he says 17. And someone says 18 that, uh, the foal just had a mare. And he goes that, that foal, you know, he looked shocked. And Tom said, you were that matter of fact, like, nope, doesn't have a, nope, nope, doesn't have a brother, has two sisters. (laughs) Just, he said, kind of creepy that you knew that so much. I'm like, well, I said, it's just, and, you know, I said, and I'll excuse me, you know, his sister is who he wrote The River for. And then he talked about, he talks about it in his book about his baby sister going away when his yeah. family moved to California. So it, 
it's not like I'm, I know all his cousins. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But you're right. I usually get somebody if we're out at a um, concert, you you know, especially if I'm at Thunder Road, there's always one person that'll come up to me. Um, cause I'm always, I don't care if anybody else is dancing, I'm going to dance and, yeah. uh, be up front. And there's always at least one person that'll come up to me that doesn't know me and say, Oh my gosh, do you know every word to every song? And I'm like, oh, I've been kind of doing this, you know, a long, yeah. long time. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. my thing. <laughs> this is, yeah. this is my thing right here. So much so I have one more story for you that my daughter said I had to tell no, you. Oh no, please. So I graduated from George Washington university, um, got my when I got my master's um several years ago and um actually think and I should take that back. I think it was my ceremony for my bachelor's and I was chosen to give the commencement um address. Oh um, nice. And yeah, it was pretty fun, pretty cool. And very much a surprise we flew my parents, you know, they got to come in and they didn't know that was happening. They thought they were just gonna see me graduate. So there was a lot of really cool things going on around this whole weekend. But what made it Bruce notable was the dean for the health science uh, department was doing the introductions and telling people about me and and that that sort of deal. And um, he's like, you know, she's, you know, at the time my grandchildren were also living in the house with me. And says, you know, on top of doing this and carrying, you know, classes and doing this and that and taking care of the grandkids in her free time, Barbie travels the country going to see Bruce Springsteen concerts. <laughs> yes. So it got in there for posterity's sake. Everybody laughed. It was a great little moment of, yep, that's who I am. You just summed me up right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that's, um, there, that's happened twice at my job. My current job is uh, a sales guy was interviewing and um after he left um the both our ceo and our svp of sales said man we interviewed a guy uh from jersey and he was a big springsteen fan i'm like oh well did you hire him well i don't know yet well why are you waiting and um and then um we hired we bought another company um and greg was the owner of the company and everyone comes by and our CEO, he's now moved on to the board. But at the time, our CEO goes, oh, and this is Jesse, huge Bruce Springsteen fan. I mean, just it's like that's not, you know, some people, huge cowboy fan. Uh, you know, this guy runs mm-hmm. marathons. It's like Jesse's a huge uh, Bruce fan. And um, to, to share, um, we had three – um, kind of uh, small conference rooms. They're they're huddle rooms. There's really yeah. just room for three or four people. There's a desk and there's a monitor, and you could plug in your laptop, right? And so, and everyone kept when we moved into the building. Well, which huddle room? I said, well, you know, the one closest. And so finally, out of frustration, I went on Word and I wrote um, Thunder Road. Born to Run, Hungry Heart. And I printed it in big print, cut it, and I put it on each room, named them by that. And, <laughs> and I figured sooner or later, HR would, you know, roll their eyes and take it down and actually name them. 
year and a half later, Barbie, they They're now go, up. yeah, we'll just go meet in Thunder Road. Boom. <laughs> and I'm like, I love yes. that. Yeah. So, you know, they, we all have a little bit of that. Um, so is there, and this is always a tough one, but are there albums or songs that mean something special, unlike every mm. other one? Yeah, well, so remember, there used to be a thing on Allie McBeal where there was a segment that talked about having your theme song. Yeah. I don't know if you watched Allie McBeal. Sure. Man, I I hate that I'm telling you all these things that certainly date me for your audience. But um, but there. so I honestly would say that I believe Better Days has worked to be a theme song for me when I'm, you know, needing sort of that you know, that lift and, and through some times in my life where I needed to believe it was going to be better. And then once it was better. And so that, that is a definite um, one for me. I trapped is not his writing, but we all know he's um, known for performing it. And uh, I mean, and the guys can even tell you when they performed it just happened to be, I was going through a really rough divorce and, you know, and I just stood in the middle of the stage practically by myself and started crying because that, that song always elicits a strong, you know, a real strong emotion. So I, I think it's generally going to be, the, like you say, I guess the obscure ones that, that tend to speak yeah. more to me. But definitely, um, yeah, man, Jamie, don't you lose it? I mean, I could just sure. I get asked that question a lot in life. Don't you probably? Um, yes. Well, they which always... song is your favorite? You're like, right. it's like saying which kid do you love the yeah. most which i tell each kid individually that they're my favorite but sure. <laughs> but you know it's you just it's so hard to pick but certainly there are ones that move me more and i'll go through phases then too where yeah. i got to go back into the river i gotta now i'm really kind of ready to pull the rising to me was probably one of the seminal ones that really got you, you know don't always have a special part in my heart yeah. because that was my first live show and and I I had not I had not done my homework. I had bought the Rising, but I hadn't listened to it a lot. I was a I was more than a casual fan, but I was kind of like you know I've always wanted to see Bruce, and it just never worked out. And mm-hmm. um and so when I went and saw the Rising, I felt like I had gone to a movie halfway in, like I didn't know it, oh, okay. and so. Um, and so, man, I listened to that once afterwards. I listened to that CD over and over again. And so when he came here for Devils and Dust, I knew every song on Devils and Dust mm-hmm. backwards and forward because I was ready. I had done mm-hmm. my homework. Um, I got to sit on the front row. Was that, that was Nokia, right? Yes. I got to sit. I thought I was on the third row, but remember this how the stage was set? Right. Um, I actually ended up being on the front row because I was in that little cutout area. So I got to mm-hmm. look right up at his face. You know, I love I love that. The rising to me is sort of almost like a religious experience. And, and I, I don't mean that in any no, way. No, no, I, I totally but understand. to me, it really has that, that same reach for me. Yes. Well, yeah. so story about the, the Devils and Dust um, I was, you know, I asked Linda, I said, I want to go. I just really want to go. And she's like, okay, we'll just go. So I got a ticket and Barbie, you know, the Grand Prairie, Nokia. I was on the very last row on the bottom part 
and to my right was an aisle, to the left was a pillar. It's just one of those individual. And so mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like, I'm in the building. I'm okay. This is my second time to see Bruce. <laughs> and a guy came up and said, do you want better seats? I'm like, no, no, no. You know, because the same way you would do a scalper, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it hits me. Wait a minute. I'm He's in the building. He's not a scalper. So I went in there. <laughs> so I ended up, um, and as I said, I, I didn't have as good of seats as as Daryl Johnson, but I had better seats than Babe Laufenberg. I, nice. <laughs> yeah, in the middle. <laughs> and so, um, yes, and they did, uh, you probably remember, they they um, they did Moose for uh, Daryl Johnson was there. They weren't saying Bruce. They were mm-hmm. saying Moose. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and that was, you know, that's a memory I have all the time. Um, have you been in the pit? No, I, I'm just... I know I need to, but I just don't know. Um, I'm not a guy who likes standing up that long. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and it's definitely a commitment. So, yeah. I mean, I, I tell people, too, that I have certain rules when I go to see Springsteen. Is One, I don't drink at all. I mean, I don't even drink water. I, mean, I don't drink right. at all there because I will not leave to go to the bathroom. There's no way I'm yeah. going to give up any moments of it to go to the bathroom. Um, and... If somebody doesn't really like Bruce that much, I said, no harm, no foul. I want fans in the seats. So, you know, so I'll go alone, you know, whatever I have to do. But I've I've been in the nosebleeds and I've certainly been, I've been in several of the pits. And frankly, the the, uh, tour, the river return, you know, the river tour, um, I was up high because um, Rich and Cece, I'm sure you met Cece there too. Yeah. wanted to go and you know the band wanted to go and i had to try to get eight seats all in right. one place that's impossible to do yeah, that is. <laughs> and get anywhere close i told them next time you're on your own <laughs> you know I, I i hate to say that out loud so since no one's listening it's almost Nobody. better when no one wants to go with you because it's easier yeah. to get one seat in a better yeah. spot than two or three or four <laughs> Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you go when he see, listen, people are going to be like, could y'all just have a not, you're not the only ones on this phone call. Um, but did you go see him when they did the, um, the, the basketball, the March madness? Yes. Did you freeze in uh, the rain? Yeah. Um, so I, um, first off, this was like, Linda's like, are you sure you're going to go? I said, this show, and I already had tickets. We already had tickets for Nashville, and then we were going to go down to Houston. And so this would make me 10 shows. By going to that free show, (laughs) plus those other two, I would get double digits. And I said, yes, I'm going. And um, so, um, and it was, I, I remember Bruce saying, you know, this is a great night to sing. He says, maybe not for you guys, but it was just cool enough. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, he had his scarves on and everyone. Um, That was the first night I'd seen Mm -hmm. Thunder Road. I had the first seven times I'd seen him. He had never played Thunder Road. And um, and so when he did that with Patty, I was like, okay, there you go. I've got one checked off. Um, And it's hard to pick one favorite show. I would probably pick the 
New Jersey show because it was four hours and Chris was there, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. and the couple got engaged during Jersey Girl, you know, and all this. Oh yeah, yeah. But that I, think I may have been at that one. Yeah, I that, need to go back and double check myself. Yeah. That Dallas show, it was it was a very hit centric because he knew his audience. He knew mm -hmm. that this was a casual audience, but um, you, you know the um, uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the Dallas Morning News critic who was with the Observer at the time. He's on the ticket all the time. Um, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, you know he talked about when he wrote the tour, the review. He said, for as small as it crowded as it was, he said we may have seen one of the best shows ever. Because of the mm. intensity, the small mm -hmm. group, and, and the the excitement, and and I do feel like that was a really special show. Um, great, yeah. And starting with you know Jump, and uh, it was just perfect. Mm -hmm. It was very perfect. Now, um, so we got in line at six a.m. for that one. Uh huh. Yeah, we got there <laughs> right? about seven thirty. Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, we were petrified, right? Yeah. And you oh, know, my and gosh. You're, you're in that tunnel. Numb. We were in the tunnel under the overpass. Yes, and yeah. uh, and so it did like and after it had been a couple hours, um, we were like, okay, um, hold my, you know, we went to the Hyatt uh, to pee to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yep. and come back, <laughs> and um, and so we were, you know, we were just, and then you ended up not having a crowd, but it, it was you weren't sure, and it was just so great, and. Um, and I also remember, um, I'm a big ticket fan. I, you know, that's the local sports station yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And um, Craig and George. I'm a better Bruce fan than sports, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Craig and I'm George busy. on the morning guys are big U2 fans. And they've kind of yeah. always not made fun of Bruce, but kind of, you know, watching his guitar playing. And they both said, because they were at the show, they said, okay, we get it now. We understand. Mm -hmm. You two still are yeah. banned, but we now understand why people are as passionate about them. Passionate. And, that's the thing. Yeah. And, and I do. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I, I do say there's two kinds of people. The people that go to a show and say, wow, that was a long show. And two that say, oh, my gosh, I want to sell everything I own and follow this guy <laughs> everywhere. Just go to U-Haul and travel around yep, the country. Yep, exactly. So I met, I met another couple there that we have now hung out with quite a bit from that. And actually, his daughter is who Bruce saved the harmonica to. Oh, nice. Remember at that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we've, we've gone out to dinner with them several times. But it's another one of those where it starts there and turns into friendships. Yeah. Shout out to Kent and Michelle if they end up listening to this. But well, you, yeah, you, sh you um, should share it with them. To... And so they'll hear it. Actually, no. Oh, I think... He gave it to their son. I totally messed up. But okay. Either way. Yeah, I know what we you're saying. We were next saying. to greatness. Well, <laughs> and the idea, right, that um, there is something, and I guess people who used to follow the Grateful Dead maybe a little bit. Um, yeah. I know I have friends. Uh, Wendy is a huge Pearl Jam fan, and she's gone all over the world to hear, you know, to see uh, Pearl Jam. But there is a a companionship. Well, let's think about it. I do a podcast that's just about people talking about Bruce. Right. And I have right. over 400 episodes. 
you know? Right. And I, I mean, I always tell people when they ask about, you know, kind of try to explain this to me, this, this obsession yeah. or whatever you want to call it. I have, and I said, you know, I feel so lucky to have found something that consistently delivers. There's never a time that there's not something out there that I could listen to and love and it never wavers. And I said, I kind of look at that like having a relationship that's successful almost because I said, I really feel fortunate that early on I linked on to something that I could feel this passionate about and that it stayed the same throughout all of these years. I just see it as sort of a blessing um, that, that, you know, just keeps delivering time after time after time. And when new stuff will come out and someone will say, so Barbie, dare I even ask, do you even like this? I, you know, I always say, you know, you're right. Bruce could probably sing row, row, row your boat. And I'd be like, have you heard it? Did you like it? Isn't it great? (laughs) You know, but, but it's not, it's not blind passion. It's, it's based on his talent, obviously. And I think that's what people may not recognize until they go. And then they go, Oh, wow, I get it now. Yeah, like I understand people who think – who don't get Western stars. Now, I personally – because I I did too. I grew up in country music. Um, Glenn Campbell was a favorite at our house, and so Mm -hmm. that feeling is absolutely beautiful. Um, You know, I am right there with you. Uh, when people ask me what's your favorite Bruce, what's your top three Bruce songs, I will say um, Better Days, Land of Hope and Dreams, and the third changes every day. Um, yeah. You know, um, and um, and everyone has heard this story, but you probably haven't. When I went up down to Austin to get the book signed, you know, and I knew I had six seconds with him, I practiced over and over again all the way driving down. You know, and I blurted out, I was unemployed for nine months last year. I listened to Better Days and Land of Hope and Dreams every day, and they helped me get through that challenge. Thank you, Bruce. That now, is it. And you didn't choke. You actually blurted it out. Yes. <laughs> I'm like feeble little me. <laughs> and um, I don't think, and I've said this many times, I don't think he heard it because they were already going next, but I needed to say it more than I needed him to hear it. And yeah. um and so yes I I'm right there with you. You thank your your friend that's been your constant companion. He is. Yeah. Um yeah. okay I've kept you a while but I got a couple of last things. Are there any songs you haven't heard him do live that you'd like to hear? Oh man. Um, you know I don't really go in with expectations. Okay. I think that's also part of it. Of course having that large of a catalog makes that yeah, a little easier exactly. and yes. actually that's also when people do say well i don't really like this i like it better when he sounds more like this i'm like he has delivered everything he's got for years you know we all want to try a different recipe or do something you know exactly. I mean, he's a creator of course he's going to want to dabble in mm-hmm. you know different genres and stuff but no i don't really okay I'm, and i'm going to kick myself later something's going to come to me i'm going to go have you heard him do better lays live i've never heard better days better live. days live yeah yeah okay. i can't tell you when i'm not as good yeah. at tracking that sort of stuff but yeah. i've i definitely have heard him do that live all right final thing mary question okay. um so uh, my good friend uh, does a um, – he teaches um, a class, Jay Armstrong. He is an honors English teacher, and each year his seniors cover 
Thunder Road as a poem. He breaks it down. They compare it to Robert Frost, The Road Less Traveled. They look at the imagery. They look at all the everything in it. And at the end of the uh, at the end of the lesson, it's two days. He asks them the question: Does Mary get in the car? So, Barbie, that's your question. I think she does. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I I believe that. You know, this is sort of youth angst is, you know, a lot of what he's singing about. And I believe Mary's feeling it right along there with him. And, you know, kind of let's take this adventure. So, yeah, I think I do. I've Good. never been asked that, though. Yes. Um, I thought it was a great question. Nice question. And, and I now end every interview with that question. Even if someone doesn't know Bruce, I go, go read or listen to Thunder Road, and I'm going to ask you that question. Um, yeah. Barbie, this was great. I had a blast. I can't I wait to see you, and we can share a hug at the next show. Absolutely. Come on. Yeah. At Thunder Road next time, and we'll yeah. definitely we'll be, um, we'll be singing along. I'll have somebody dancing out there with me. Exactly. Um <laughs> If someone wants to reach you, how can they? Um, I am on Twitter, and my Twitter handle is rather be at a Springsteen concert. Yes. <laughs> um, so that, I guess that. Um, okay, good. Yeah, typical, yeah. Yeah, all right. Facebook, obviously, you know. Sure, all right, I do, Kate. I do that, too. Yeah, um, so if you want to reach out and join me on the show, the couple ways you can do it, I'm on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is on Twitter at Set Lessing Bruce. We have a web page, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can see our Patreon page where you can kick a couple of bucks to help the show, as well as our um, show where you can buy a, um, our store where you can buy a Set Lessing Bruce t shirt. Or we have our Mary t shirt where the question isn't if the dress sways or weighs, it's does Mary get in the car? Uh, you can also email me at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. All right, we're going to close, Barbie, with Now a Life of Leisure and Pirate's Treasure Don't Make Much for Tragedy. It's a sad man, my friend, who's living in his own skin and can't stand the company. Every fool's got a reason for feeling sorry for himself and turning his heart to stone. Tonight, this fool's halfway to heaven and just a mile out of hell, and I feel like I'm coming home. Mm. Thank you, Barbie. Thank you, listeners. We'll talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. Set Listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 